I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. While returning to busload of students... From a field trip this week. Two crashes only minutes apart involving school buses in one area county. I'm Mike Marilla. Drought monitoring underway on the Potomac. I'm Neil Augenstein. Next day on Wall Street at the closing bell, the Dow was up 194. It's 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. Elon Musk beat a court deadline. He has taken over Twitter and made clear he is in charge just like he is at SpaceX and Tesla. KPIX TV's Ann Makovic. Reports from people inside the company say the first thing he did was fire several top executives, including the CEO, Parag Argwal, the CFO, and the head of the company's legal department. That legal officer was the one who made the call to ban ex-president Donald Trump after the January 6th riot of his supporters. And one of the big questions now is, will Musk let Trump back on Twitter. Speaking of that riot, the House committee investigating it now wants to hear about the day from former and current Secret Service officials and agents. They only have weeks left for this committee, but they just recently got a voluminous set of new Secret Service records. It's far from clear if the witnesses have talked about that incident in the vehicle involving former President Trump, and the committee wants to know how early in the day Trump knew about the attack at the Capitol. Correspondent Scott McFarlane, a deadly fire in Oklahoma is being investigated as something else. Authorities in the Tulsa, Oklahoma suburb of Broken Arrow say several people died in a mid-afternoon house fire. Ethan Hutchins is with the city's police department. Preliminary reports are that this is going to be a homicide investigation. Uh, right now, we're still in our early stages of looking into what happened here. Authorities did not immediately say why they're treating the fire as a homicide investigation. Jim Crisula, CBS News. Five months after the Uvalde Elementary School massacre in Texas, correspondent Michael George reports that at a hearing in Austin, there were calls for the resignation of the head of the Texas Department of Public Safety. There should never have been any delay. There's just no excuse for it. At Thursday's meeting, families called on DPS Director Colonel Steve McCraw to resign. If DPS as an institution failed the families, failed the school, or failed okay, the community of Uvalde, then absolutely, I need to go. But I can tell you this right now, DPS as an institution right now did not fail the community. And in Los Angeles, City Council member Kevin DeLeon is the subject of a recall effort after he was recorded with other council members making racist comments. He asked people outside DeLeon's field office in Eagle Rock whether they'd sign a petition if presented with one. I would be willing to sign it. I don't think that he is correct that the people of Eagle Rock want him to stay. Let's see a debate about it. He's definitely done good work. He's right on top of the homeless situation, and that's our number one priority right here. If the signatures gathered are certified, it'll be up to the city council to determine the next step for a special election. In the meantime, there have been continuous calls for DeLeon to step down. Jeff Nguyen of KCBS. This is CBS News. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Moments. They surround us, intersecting every day, every instant. Moments that can change us forever. In a region where news is never ending, a singular sound defines our moments. A constant signal delivering the top news right at your fingertips when you need it most. For better, for worse, 
always connected. Our legacy is the future and we'll never miss a moment. WTOP News, 103.5 FM. WTOP at 203. The Friday morning, October 28th, 2022. Fair and colder this overnight early morning by daybreak Friday, 30s and 40s for the low around the region. We're at 47 in our nation's capital now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Blaine. We thank you for taking us along for your 2 a.m. early morning ride. Topping the local stories we're following for you as we head into this Friday together. A D.C. school bus driver this morning is charged with driving while intoxicated and endangering students on his bus. Fairfax County Police say it all happened as students from Merch Elementary were being bused back to a school, apparently after a field trip to a pumpkin patch in Centerville on Thursday. Police say the driver veered off the road and blew a tire before staff convinced him to pull over. Spokesman with Fairfax County Police does say the school bus was carrying 44 children and four staff members. Troy Reynolds, 48, of Oxon Hill, Maryland, drove the bus that went off the road. The officers who responded quickly realized that Reynolds smelled of alcohol. Reynolds was arrested for driving while intoxicated and transported to the Fairfax County Adult Detention Center. Police say the driver's blood alcohol level was more than two times the legal limit. Reynolds has a prior DUI and was cited for not having a valid commercial driver's license. Police also apparently cited two additional bus drivers at the scene for not having valid commercial driver's licenses. WTOP at 2.04. In the meantime, several people were hurt during two separate crashes involving school buses as well in Charles County. It was shortly after 2 when a bus with students from Robert D. Steedham Educational Center was involved in a crash at the intersection of Marshall Corner Road and Crane Highway in White Plains. The Charles County Sheriff's Office says several people in the cars had serious injuries. The county school system says seven students and a bus driver were evaluated at the hospital, but they were not hurt. Then just over a half hour later, a second bus was in a crash with two cars on US 301 in Waldorf. Some of the students from Thomas Stone High School reported minor injuries. Right now, what led to both crashes is still under investigation. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. And it looks like THC gummies are to blame here for making seven students sick locally at a Fairfax County Middle School, Liberty Middle in Clifton. THC is the main psychoactive compound in marijuana. In a letter to parents this week, the principal says the students' symptoms included vomiting, dizziness, and slurred speech at the time. Three students were taken to hospitals. The rest were treated at school or sent home. Police determined no crime was committed, but the school may take disciplinary action. The principal does say the incident will be used as a teachable moment to stress the importance of making good choices. At 2.06, there's a delay this morning. Word on that. And when the proposed policies for transgender students in Virginia will go into effect, Virginia now says the effective date has been pushed back to at least November 26th. Spokesman telling WTOP this week these policies will not be final until a review is complete and the state superintendent approves a final version. Now, under the new guidelines, students who want to be addressed at school by a name or pronoun that differs from their official record would have to then get permission directly from their parents first to have that happen. The Potomac River is the main drinking water supply in our area, in case you didn't know that. And WTOP learns this week the stream flow is now so very low that it requires daily drought monitoring. When the flow of the Potomac River dips below 2,000 cubic feet per second at Point of Rocks, Maryland, that triggers daily drought monitoring. And that monitoring has been going on since Sunday. We're not yet at a level where we're risking not meeting water demands. Jerry Schultz with the Interstate Commission on the Potomac River Basin coordinates how the three local water suppliers share the Potomac. She says there are three reservoirs upstream that could be released if the Potomac's flow gets too low. The last time we made releases was 2010. 
but she says the monitoring helps to maintain the reliability of the water system. Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. The invasion of Ukraine. Updates and analysis, 24-7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. The very latest in the war from JJ coming up this half hour, 2 a.m. hour on Friday morning, October 28th here on WTOP. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. I think weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Rich Hunter with us at the WTOP Traffic Center. Hi, good morning, Dean. Where traffic was stopped on the inner loop of the Beltway uh, as you approach Arlington Boulevard headed towards 66. Traffic is moving again. Single file right gets you by. But in the delay where traffic had been stopped, a crash occurred right underneath of Gallows Road. Apparently involved a passenger vehicle and a bucket truck. Don't believe the bucket truck was involved with the actual work zone. But again, that happened. Believe it's behind the work barrels. Don't have a good visual of it, but again, at least now traffic is moving. Doesn't seem to be adding any additional time to your to your drive time there, but just be aware they were with the crash inner loop right underneath of Gallows Road. That's exit 51. Now, once you clear the work past 66, uh, next work zones between the toll road and Georgetown Pike. Two right lanes get you by. You get by without delay. Outer loop work continues as you head south of River Road, continue across the American Legion Bridge to a point just beyond the bridge for Georgetown Pike. Still getting by that work zone, single file to the left, uh, but as of late, you've been doing so without delay. 95 south in Virginia, uh, the work remains as you approach the car rest area in Dales, or just south of Dale City, headed toward Dumfries. Again, single file left past that paving project. Maryland, the crash, I-95 southbound before Route 32. That crash cleared from the roadway. All lanes are open. No leftover lay. And beyond that, you're in good shape down to the Beltway and College Park. Can't find a new car you're looking for? Try a Fitzway used car next to a new car. A Fitzway car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com for a good car and a safe car you can trust. That's the Fitzway. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Your Friday starting off on a cool note. Most areas starting off in the upper 30s to low 40s and only getting into the mid to upper 50s. So a very cool afternoon. Increasing clouds throughout the day as well. Saturday we'll see clouds early, but then decreasing clouds during the afternoon. Going for a high temperature of 62 degrees. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, we are looking at 51 degrees at Reagan National, 50, BWI Marshall, 49 at Dulles. We're at 47 and holding at our nation's capital, 2 a.m. hour. Early Friday morning here, October 28th on WTOP. Glad you're sharing your time with us this morning. This check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. The very latest on the war next on WTOP. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Ready, set, vote. Did you receive your mail ballot? If so, you can vote by U.S. Postal Service or by mail ballot drop box. Right now, want to vote in person? Early voting starts October 31st and ends on November 6th. Election Day is November 8th. In D.C., 25 vote centers will be open during early voting and 90 vote centers will be open Election Day. Find the nearest vote center location by going to dcboe.org. The choice is yours. Vote early, D.C. Ready? Set, let's vote. This is WTOP News. Out of the war in Ukraine, Russian President Vladimir Putin continuing this week to push the narrative that Ukraine is preparing to use a dirty bomb. He says the UN's atomic agency should inspect Ukraine's nuclear sites as fast as possible. There is no evidence that Ukraine is planning anything like this. 
The military officials there and in other countries think Russia's actually planning to do it as a false flag operation. This morning, WTOP national security correspondent J.J. Green with the latest. A dirty bomb is a conventional bomb laced with radioactive, biological, or chemical materials which are spread in an explosion. Putin claims that Kiev is planning to use one and doing, in his words, everything to cover up traces of preparation. He had given his defense minister, Sergei Shoigu, the order to call all of his colleagues and inform them of the plan. Shoigu called Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin on Sunday, and over the past week he repeated those allegations in calls with numerous other counterparts, including those from France, the UK, China, and India. Most of them recognize that it's disinformation because there is some credible, or rather incredible, technology watching this situation very carefully from the sky, satellites, etc. Bottom line, according to Western intelligence sources, Putin is flailing but trying to deflect criticism at home and abroad by blaming Ukraine for doing or planning to do something like this, but it doesn't appear to be working. Let's stay with the discussion of nuclear weapons, J.J. Putin seemed to backtrack on threats he's made to use nukes. Uh, where exactly does he stand to the extent that we can even tell with this particular leader? That's a very good point, Dimitri. It is not easy to figure out where he stands in part because this is disinformation again. This is what he said from the very beginning. One thing one day and one thing another day and they never seem to line up. This is playbook. This is textbook Russian disinformation and information warfare to keep the opponent off guard. And you might pay close attention to this because in a few days someone from the Russian government might again trot out this talking point about using nuclear weapons. It's all designed to do three things. One, to make the Ukrainians afraid, to keep the West guessing about what Russia is going to do, and to assure essentially the world that Russia does have nuclear weapons and they might just use them at some point of their choosing. For the very latest of the war between Russia and Ukraine, WTOP's own national security correspondent J.J. Green talking with Hillary and Dimitri. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Before I was adopted, I felt alone. After spending years in foster care, Lexi worried that she and her brother were too old to be adopted. Thankfully, the siblings were adopted with help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. I love teenagers. To see how brave Lexi was and how she opened herself up to being in a family, all of a sudden, she's holding my hand and calling me mom. It was really special. Every child, no matter their age, deserves to grow up in a safe, permanent home. Children at every age experience challenges. Teenagers are more complex than young children, but in the best ways. You're never too old for family. Learn how you can help children still waiting to be adopted from foster care at DaveThomasFoundation.org. Coming up this half hour, 2 a.m. hour, Friday morning here, October 28th on WTOP. We'll turn to the medical page and check the latest of that new COVID booster vaccine and why health officials think you should get it. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. 
Big Red. Indy Sports Time, Friday morning, 2.15 and Rob Woodford. The Capitals' two-game win streak ended with a 2-0 loss in Dallas in the second leg of their road trip. Now, the stats say it was a pretty even game, Coach Peter Laviolette, but what happened on the ice? They were aggressive. They pressed out quite a bit and pushed on us and made it a little bit more difficult. You know, you get some looks again. You're firing pucks in there and you're looking for redirects and tips and rebounds and it doesn't drop for you tonight. Virginia Tech was a heavy underdog at NC State but ended up blowing an 18-point lead in a 22-21 loss to the 24th-ranked Wolfpack, the Hokies' fifth straight defeat. The Baltimore Ravens returned to the side of their first Super Bowl victory and beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27-22 with Lamar Jackson now dueling Tom Brady to improve to 5-3 and three on the season. Speaking of quarterbacks, the Washington Commanders are getting ready for the unknown in Indianapolis Sunday facing Sam Ellinger in the first regular season starts for the kid. Who is he, Ron Rivera? Young guy, got a terrific arm, very headsy, smart player. He's got a good feel for the game. When you watch his preseason stuff, you watch some of the stuff back from college. I went back and looked at the reports on him. This is a guy that has a good sense and feel for running the RPOs. He also has a really good feel for as a runner himself. But why does George Wallace say? I think with Ellinger playing in this game, it takes Washington's chances of winning down. We delve into that and whether Carson Wentz is permanently done as Washington's quarterback in this week's D.C. Sports Huddle on WTOP.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Thanks, Rob. 216 Friday morning on WTOP. One of the top stories we're following for you this 2 a.m. hour on TOP. Billionaire Elon Musk has officially taken control of Twitter. And the Washington Post reports Musk fired several top executives in doing so. A judge given Musk until later today to buy the company for $44 billion or head to trial. Optimism this week from President Joe Biden that the student loan forgiveness program will be upheld in the courts. Now, a select committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol is planning apparently now to interview again key Secret Service officials and agents in the coming weeks, they say. That's what two sources actually briefed on the ongoing investigation are telling CBS News. Now, the committee, will be told, will bring back former Secret Service Assistant Director Tony Ornato, who's retired now, and Robert Ingalls, former President Trump's lead Secret Service agent on January 6th. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. You know, there has been a certain level of trust when you let a contractor in your home to work. You always like to have that. But a contractor from Maryland violated that trust, apparently, and now he's charged this morning with voyeurism. Back in June, the victim hired 41-year-old Eddie Jerome of Hyattsville to do some work in her home in southwest D.C. near the wharf. That's same week, the victim called police to say she found a camera hidden in the bathroom that her and her daughter both change in. The arrest warrant filed by police says that a file on a removable memory card even showed Jerome trying to hide the camera in different parts of the bathroom. A September search of his phone showed it had been wiped clean and reset while one of two computers was no longer working. The other was clean. John Dome in WTOP News. It's Friday, October 28th, 2.18 in the morning. Glad you're with us. Our big weather on the gates. Good morning to Rich Hunter at the WTLP Traffic Center. Uh, good morning, Dean. Again, with caution, approaching the works and on the inner loop of the Bellway as you head uh, past Route 50 Arlington Boulevard, headed toward I-66. Getting, you were getting by the work zone, single file to right, but it looks like they may have stopped traffic again there. Not to mention the fact that a crash occurred in that work zone uh, right near the uh, Gallows Road Bridge over top of the Bellway. It sounded like they got everything behind the work zone, but again, just be careful headed that way. And again, traffic stopped for the moment once more there where they're hanging some new signage. This is for the new express lane extension west of the Beltway on I-66. Now, speaking of 66, eastbound, 
working as you head east of 29 Centerville toward Route 28. Single file left, get you by. Ramp to go north on 28 toward Dulles and Chantilly. That works in, or that ramp is closed again. You're diverted to the Fairfax County Parkway further east. You can also self-divert at 29 to avoid that altogether and then pick up 28 to head toward Dulles. Further east between Nutley Street and the Bellway, single file to the uh, left gets you by that. Where actually single file to the right gets you by the work zone. Uh, again, uh, the left exit that takes you to the inner and outer loop express lanes is closed, but the ramps to the outer loop and inner loop of the main line is, of the Beltway, those ramps remain open at this time. And for now, you get by without delay. Uh, if you're traveling in Maryland, I-95 north and south, approaching the south entrance to the Baltimore Beltway exit 49, Getting by the work in each direction, two lanes to the left. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking the next couple of days for you. Coming after a beautiful Thursday. High temperature of 67. Plenty of sunshine on Thursday. Not on Friday, though. Not exactly fantastic. We'll see plenty of cloud cover. High temperatures only in the mid to upper 50s. So a very cool day after what will be a chilly start. Saturday, more of the same. A chilly start. Highs in the upper 50s to low 60s. Clouds early. Some sun late in some areas. And then on Sunday, more clouds on the increase with a high of 62. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, we're at 54 degrees in Annapolis, 42 this 2 a.m. hour. Friday morning, October 28th in Bowie. It's 46 Leesburg. We're at 47 in Holding at our nation's capital. This check brought to you on WTOP by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. NewLookHomeDesign.com. Check them out. Good morning, glad you're with us at WTOP at 221. This is WTOP News. A heads up from WTOP this morning. Watch that wallet. Before you use your credit or debit card next time at a cash register or at ATM, police want you to take a really good look at that card reader. This month, card skimmers, those devices that can steal information from your credit or debit card, have been discovered in D.C. and Prince George's County. The police in Prince George's say they found three skimmers at registers inside three retail stores last week alone. So no matter whether you're at a gas station, an ATM location, or inside a store, take a closer look at the card reader before paying. Are the keys on the keyboard raised and uneven? Tug at it. Does it feel loose? And if you spot a problem, tell the store staff and do notify police. They have a number of ongoing investigations into the discovery of the skimmers. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. WTOP News Time, now 222. The Biden administration now urging all Americans to roll up their sleeves and get that new COVID booster shot before Thanksgiving. The president got his earlier this week. But apparently two small early studies published this week indicate that this new Omicron booster may not offer any better protection than the original. The separate studies were done by scientists at Columbia and Harvard universities and neither has been peer reviewed. This morning, CBS News medical contributor, Dr. David Agus with more for us. No matter what the booster, getting a booster dramatically increases immunity. So if you are uh, five or six months out, you need a booster period. The new boosters, what they do is they have a broader immunity because it's a different spike protein. It's that of Omicron, BA4 and BA5. These studies looked at antibody response, which is a small component of response. It's not the T-cell response. The T-cells are the dominant way we protect against them. So while these studies are a piece of data, I would take them of that as a piece of data. I think what's really important is that we have immunity at a high level, which the booster will do, and that it's broader immunity, which this booster will do. I am still dramatically in favor of getting this new booster. Are you concerned that these two small studies will further impact people not to get boosted? 
Yes, yes, and yes, um, unfortunately, is that there's a notion here, well, I already had COVID, therefore I don't need a booster. There's a notion, I had a booster a long time ago, I don't need another one. And there's COVID fatigue, and you couple that with, again, these kind of studies that are non-peer-reviewed, that are a tiny piece of the puzzle, and don't reflect the big picture. We need to step up as a country. We as a country are the one of the lowest in developed countries around the world in terms of getting a booster. And I think that's important. As we go into the fall with influenza happening, RSV happening in children, lots of people being hospitalized. We need to keep COVID hospitalization and serious illnesses down, and the way we do that is through this booster. BA5 is still the dominant Omicron strain here in the U.S., as we understand, but other variants are spreading overseas. They're starting to show up here, too, New York, among other cities. What are you learning about those? Everything you got to blame on New York, right? That's the <laughs> no, certainly not. That's my homeland. Te- tempting <laughs> sometimes. So, yeah, I mean, there's a derivative, a, a sub-variant, if you will, of BA5 that is starting to go up and it's about 15% of cases in this country. And then there's some other Omicron variants. And we're going to see this wave of different variants happening over the next several months. And as we move indoors, as the temperatures go down, it makes it easier for this virus to spread. And we're certainly worried about increase of number of cases. Pediatric ICUs are full from influenza and RSV. And emergency rooms now have significant weights. If we add on that, these new variants in COVID, there's going to be major issues in the country. We need to be able to live with it, get these vaccines. Are you worried? Because people are so over this. They're really depressed. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not worried. We're not going to shut down. But I am worried that I don't want people to get seriously ill. And so uh, when you get seriously ill in hospitals are full, no cancer surgery, no heart surgery, et cetera. And we obviously don't want that. So we all have to step up and think of a community. We're not just us. It's our whole community. If we get these boosters, we don't get ill. We don't take up a hospital bed. Things do better. That was CBS News medical contributor, Dr. David Agus, talking there with Dimitri and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Friday morning, October 28th. Time now on WTOP is 225. Money News, each half hour at 25 and 55. Check it out with Jeff Claybaugh this morning. Dow finished Thursday session up 194. The Nasdaq lost 178. Facebook stock fell below $100 a share, a six-year low. Mark Zuckerberg's wealth has gone from $138 billion a year ago to $38 billion now. The economy was growing at an annual rate of 2.6% in the third quarter. Howard University has topped its research fundraising goal, hitting $122 million in grants in fiscal 2022. Its goal was $100 million by 2024. Jeff Claybaugh. WTOP News. Overseas this hour, Asian stocks lower across the board. At this hour, the Nikkei is down by 240 points. Shanghai down almost 50. And the uh, Hang Seng is down 524 points. WTOP at 226. Children in poverty. Each one unique. Each one full of dreams. They're our hope. Our future. They're the reason Children International exists. And even when the whole world changed, the things that mattered most to us stayed the same. Giving children the tools they need to set their own goals and create futures free from poverty. I have enough healthy food. I'm learning every day. I'm healthy and strong. We've developed new ways to reach children and families in poverty during these vulnerable times, ensuring they have access to health care, education,